Hello, apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamline Podcast. If you are on site or a multi site professional, this podcast is for you. It feels tough to follow up the Taylor Girls, but it's that time. As we head into budget season, my goal is to make your life easier, get approvals quicker, and help you streamline your day-to-day process. It's hard to imagine it's the end of July and we are talking about budgets already. Several of you have already headed to budget camp or you go next week. It always seems so early to me to get started in the heat of summer, especially when there is so much on your plate. It's leasing season, which brings heavier turnover, not to mention it's hot, and ACs are going out and all the other things. And the heat and summer full moons bring a whole other level of drama with our residents. How could you ever focus and send out a solid budget? The only problem with doing this early is we have a solid five months to get through before the new budget starts. You end up working on budgets about the same length of time, which brings fatigue and often sacrifices quality. So what do we do? We don't really have an option when this is a company policy or procedure. Heck, some of your clients require drafts in July. Don't get me started on that. I work with equity partners that require, and I just don't get it. In my perfect world, your draft would be due to me mid-October for review before it went to our partners, and then we would finalize prior to Thanksgiving and upload. My true preference would be November 1st, but turnarounds just don't happen that quickly, and I don't hit my Thanksgiving holiday goal. Since we can't live in my little perfect world, I created in my head, how do we make the most of it? Well, early July, we talked about our mid-check-in and creating strategy for the remainder of the year. If you didn't do that, it's okay, because you are going to do it with your budget. If you did your mid-year check-in, then that's fantastic, because you already have your budget started. We will use that process to complete our 2023 forecast prior to starting our 2024 budget. Guys, we can't know what 2024 can look like if we don't protect how we finish 2023. Today, the majority of you don't even have July financials, but you have a pretty good idea how you did for the month. You at least have a solid income number. I could ramble on that for longer, but let's just get started. Forgive me, I don't know the names of your reports, but I want you to pull the report that shows your actuals through June or July, whichever load it, and then your budget the remainder of the year. We will use this to complete your forecast. Your budget template might already load this for you on the reforecast tab. Then what? How do we take our completed reforecast and start working on the next year's budget? No matter your template, there are a few things that are super important. A comparison tab that shows your current year budget, current year reforecast, and following your proposed budget. This gives you a lot of information. If you don't have the tab, you can quickly create the spreadsheet with a little copy and paste. We need this information to tell us what we thought we were going to achieve originally this year, where we actually are headed, and what that means for the following year. This will be really important to the person who is approving your budget. And maybe this one should have been mentioned first, but notes. Notes are the most important detail for your budget template. Honestly, any budget template, detailed notes. I'll say that one more time, detailed notes. Just one last time, it is imperative that your notes are detailed. You should approach this like you do your variance report. Anyone should be able to pick up your budget, 
This should also share your operational thought process. There will be a balance in writing a book for each line item versus being not detailed enough. If I were presenting a budget today, I would have details on every line item. You can think this is a lot of work now, but you will thank me later when it saves you 23 emails and expedites the process. Guess what? It will save you time throughout the year as well when they can go back and pull the budget looking for an answer. Next, we need to ask for guidance. You can't know all the things and you aren't a mind reader. Don't try to be. Ask for guidance on your budget assumptions. The worst thing they can say is no. I personally will never give you assumptions on rent or expenses. I want you to give it your best shot and tell me why. But you know what? I will give you, I'll give you interest calcs. I will give you debt service, taxes, insurance, depreciation. Those just aren't things you will know or have access to. Or if you think a county has them, they probably change. You might as well ask up front for those items so that you don't have to say, oh, I will add these later or I will request them later. And guess what? Some clients might have rent and expense assumptions for you or even bill backs. Now, for rents in the backup, you are all going to be faced with challenges when it comes to rental trends this year. Several markets are projecting negative rent growth, along with some projecting flat, and a few lucky ones facing minimal rent growth. Whatever you are proposing, you better have the data to back it up. Use whatever you have access to, such as CoStar, Axio, a blend of everything, but please be sure to share the backup with the client in a readable and understandable format. Don't just shove the attachments out to them. Give them some narrative. We should not expect them to just take our word for it. And those of you in markets with negative rent growth, don't expect them to be approved. Perhaps that is the reality in which we live, but very few owners, including myself, are going to buy in. Now let's discuss expenses that make sense. Cut, 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 that's what we're always thinking about expenses, but we can't do so at the integrity or quality of our asset. Be sure to keep that in mind. Again, this is where facts come in. We aren't ready for the feelings and maybe we don't get to have feelings this year with our 2024 budget, but that's okay. We can bring the goods to the table. If you wanna spend more on marketing dollars, have a plan and be ready to defend it. And with that plan, show them how there will be savings somewhere else. Spending more on marketing dollars could result in less turnover, but your budget needs to reflect that. This could be played out with any other expense category as well. I said this year, and now I really mean it. It's time to really pull all of your operational tricks out of the toolbox, and you're going to showcase them throughout your 2024 budget. Capital walks. Invite your owners for capital walks. This way, this is way more productive than an in-person budget review. Pitchers can paint the vision, but in-person is so much better. If they can't make that happen, then you do the walk, draft your proposal, but be sure to include photos. I suggest presenting it in a way that makes sense and make it easy to review. Photos, rendering, scope, and cost, all in one place, makes it a lot easier for them to say yes. If you attach five different PDFs to try to get your point across, it's going to slow down the process and it's probably going to result in you not getting what you requested. So put it all in one place. 
even if you have to do a PowerPoint and then PDF it, I promise it will be worth that time. What if you are working on a lease-up budget? You need to understand the velocity trends in your submarket. Not everything is on a bell curve any longer. Most of my deals, July is the slowest month and has been for over six years. What are velocity expectations, monthly and on average? What other income expectations do you have? How does that compare to your comps? Concession strategy, expense strategy. What of those expenses can go below the line in development? What does staffing look like? What is the phasing of the staffing? Are we gonna do pre-leasing? Do they want that on the same budget template or are they okay with a separate budget template? I personally have to have everything on one template so I can track it and don't lose track of our expense. Do they expect that a full lease up be on one template or are they okay with just 12 months? This might require some additional work, but I personally want all of my lease up budgets all in one place through stabilization. How does your client want to handle taxes and insurance? Are you coming out of lease up and this will be your first year stabilized? Congratulations. Now it's time to hone in those operating skills. Show off those expense savings and get ready to show revenue growth with your renewals. Remember, increasing your renewal acceptance rate not only grows the rent roll, but decreases turnover expenses. That's meaningful. And don't forget to lease, the, your loss to lease. Be sure it makes sense and is burning off correctly. Most budgets don't account for this calculation correctly, and it truly is a fine science. So again, make sure that it is burning off correctly. Do you stabilize in 2024 and a portion of your budget needs to be stabilized income and expenses versus lease-up assumptions? Craft the narrative on how expenses will decrease at stabilization. Be ready to discuss staffing, including the maintenance side. What happens to concessions if you are currently offering? Include the stabilization strategy in your budget notes. Be sure to mark when this transition occurs. What should the internal process look like for our budget season? Be sure someone has reviewed with you to ensure nothing was missed. Discuss expectations and run through like a checklist. Do a mock run of the budget review. I promise it won't hurt anything to be over-prepared. Make sure you answered and are delivering on all requests. Remember, this builds confidence and makes that approval stamp a lot less painful. And for the love of Pete, be sure to double check the attachment to ensure it is correct and all information loaded. Now for the budget overview. With each budget, I encourage you to craft your own business plan. I like to break mine down into quarters to ensure I stay on track with my goals. If pictures get too big, then it's distracting momentum and momentum can be lost. It's easier to digest in smaller pieces. Think about like when you give your leasing team goals. If you told them they had to have 45 leases this month, then that might be overwhelming. But if you break it down into daily or weekly goals, they're a lot more successful. And this can be the same process for your budget. And remember, this may not be a requirement, but I still encourage you to do it. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it will also serve as a summary or cliff note version for easy reference later on in the year. What should your email include as you send the budget over? When you send over that budget for review, please include narrative in the body of the email. This will make their review easier. Hit the highlights on the three main categories. 
revenue, expenses, and NOI. Let them know where the impact is coming from, both good and bad. They are going to find it anyway, so you might as well highlight. Again, this is just the high points, but this step should not be skipped. How do you present to your leadership team or your ownership group? Virtually, always virtually. Remember the CapEx walk is the best use of time in person. Allow two hours for this budget review virtually, provide an agenda, and be prepared to lead the call. I want you to tell them how you will review with them and ask if that meets their expectations. Do not ask them how they would like to review the budget or how the meeting should go. Craft an agenda to make sure you stay on track. If you have a business plan, start with the overall 30,000 foot view and then bring it into the details. Provide an overview of each category and then dig into the nitty gritty. Be sure to pause and ask if they have any questions. They might not have any because you left such great detailed notes. But remember, some of them might not have even reviewed this budget before your virtual meeting. So be prepared. And remember, this is why we put all this work in on the front end, so that the overview and the approval process is easy. Now, what if there's revisions? There most likely will be revisions, and that's okay. If you can't make them as you go, be sure you take good notes. You don't want to miss anything on the changes. Make the agreed upon changes, but when you send over for final approval, please be sure to include the list of changes in the body of the email and include the impact it had on the bottom line. Make life easy. Put together a little snapshot. Again, making that yes an easy one. Turkey day is coming. So it's time to make things final. You have reviewed, approved, and now uploaded the budget prior to the Thanksgiving holiday. Listen, that is always my rule. You have already worked on these budgets for months. There is no need to go into the holiday season without it final. So get that sucker uploaded prior to Thanksgiving week. You will thank me later. And that's two thank yous now if you're tracking. And end of the year revisions. If you are one of the lucky ones that is allowed to do an end of year tweak to the budget, count your blessings. I would shore up the budget reforecast with actuals and then ensure that you are lining up for success in January. If there are big changes, be sure to track and include them in your recap. If something has been brought to your attention that has been missed, now is the time to add it. We don't get these opportunities often. Thank you so much for kicking off budget, your 2024 budget season with me. While this is the cliff note version to the budget season, feel free to join me August 10th or August 17th for an in-depth budget class where we will dive into everything from prep to approval. See you back here next week.